What's up, pitchers? Welcome back to Pitch Lapped. My name is Kaylee Hlia, and this is the Pitch Perfect podcast. I've been a fan of Pitch Perfect since Becca Mitchell first laid eyes on Chloe Beale. It was a whole moment. I love it. Now, for this week, we're returning after my little summer break, coming back to delve into some more Pitch Perfect podcast, where I'm going to hopefully talk about anything to do with Pitch Perfect, because I am that obsessed. And a lot of people have kind of been intrigued about me and what I do, because I often interview other people and talk about what they do. And so I thought, hey, let's... uh, give you guys the reins to be able to ask questions to me and get to know me a little bit better. I don't know how this is going to go, but in order to do this, I asked a very special person to uh, help me along in this interview process. It's actually my girlfriend, Ellie, who's joining me today. Hi, Ellie. Hi. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. You are very welcome. This is really weird. This is very weird because I'm staring at you right now. And you've been on the podcast a few times. I have, but this is not about me. This is, you are the star of this one. <laughs> I don't know about that, but like, you've uh, you've been digging around for some questions, I hear. I have, and I have a whole list. I have like 14 or 15 questions. Some of them are my own questions. Wow, so you have questions to ask me. Yep. And then you got other people to ask questions. Yep. There's some from Twitter, some from Tumblr, and some from our Discord server. Wow. Mm-hmm. People clearly wanted to know stuff. Yep. <laughs> Don't know what you want to know about me, guys. I'm not that interested, but... She is very interesting. As her <laughs> girlfriend, she is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of popped up the idea of doing this episode what was it that you wanted to kind of get out of it I just wanted to introduce you better because you are always asking everybody else questions and everybody knows everybody else in the fandom so we've got to properly introduce you to the fandom it's been like a year that you've been doing pitch slapped happy anniversary pitch slapped <laughs> <laughs> happy anniversary pitch slap yeah we made it a whole year yeah I didn't even think it was going to last a year, to be honest. So uh, it's amazing that it has. I haven't even seen half the questions, so I don't know what you're going to ask. You haven't seen any of the questions. You've seen the one question that was on Twitter, because that was to your Twitter. Yeah. I have not... She lets people read the questions first when she does interviews, but I have not let her read any of these. Because <laughs> I want them to all be on-the-spot, authentic answers. It's going to be interesting. It's Mm -hmm. going to be novel. Yep. But I'm excited. And hey, I hope you guys enjoy this as much. You listen to me anyway during the podcast for like talking hours on end. So hopefully you'll enjoy whatever becomes of this episode. Yep. (laughs) We shall see. I'm just a random person who popped up one day with a podcast and said, hey guys, I'm going to talk about Pitch Perfect. You're like stepping in on my questions right now. Okay. Well, <laughs> that being said, then maybe I should just hand it over to you and let you go for it. You should. So first, you need to introduce yourself because that's what you have everybody else do. So tell us a little bit about yourself. About me. 
that people don't already know well no introduce yourself like you have us introduce ourselves okay you do the same where can we find you um so i'm kaylee and i currently live in weymouth in the very very south coast of the uk originally from bristol i wish i was more interesting but i'm not i literally like work in a hotel doing like hotel management stuff but I was a DJ since I was 12. I've done that for like many, many years. I'm like 33 now, so it's been a long time. And um, I also enjoy doing radio stuff. So I currently present as a volunteer sort of presenter on like a show up north called North Derbyshire Radio. And I've done a few other stuff before that and just kind of love doing radio and talking about stuff on the radio so I just yeah I just get into it and do that and that's uh that's about me and where can we find you online (laughs) so pitch that I mean I say this every single time on the podcast we are on tumblr twitter instagram and facebook and um I'm also got my personal accounts which is Kaylee Hillier which is on instagram twitter I'm also DJB on Tumblr. It's all over the place. Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to dive in with the most burning question from G. The most burning question. You know this oh, question no. already. How does it feel to be the gayest person in any room? <laughs> Can we just say, like, I am not the gayest person. There are people who are much gayer than I am and I don't think people appreciate if they're listening to this that for some reason I have met G in real life and they genuinely think I'm the gayest person as her girlfriend I can very much confirm she's the gayest person I've ever met <laughs> how how is this it's possible? just energy it's it's gay energy it's like Becca Mitchell energy I don't get it I really don't get it but they seem obsessed yep well anyway can confirm so that takes me to my next question so like we we were literally just talking about this before we started this and i said that glee helped me with my sexuality that was my fandom before pitch perfect so my question for you is did pitch perfect help you with your sexuality at all it did mm-hmm. talk yeah. about that <laughs> Um, so I can't remember the year that I got into the fandom because I had never been into a fandom before in the same way. Like I'd been into other things, like I got really into the X-Men. I got really, really into Power Rangers, which if you've ever seen my room, there's quite a bit of Power Ranger stuff in the room. Um, I'm surrounded by it right now. (laughs) She's cringing. (laughs) There's literally one behind you right now. Is that a Power Ranger? Yeah, it's a yellow Power Ranger. Um, I I mean, I got into Glee. I never got into it quite as much as you did. Mm -hmm. But my fandom experiences before Pitch Perfect were literally like, oh, I really like this. I'll Google everything. And just I'd spend hours on Google just digesting stuff. Um, you know, whether it was Power Rangers watching all the shows and watching all the Japanese shows or X-Men, like the Rangers of Comics and reading all the comics and everything. 
but I didn't know that there was like these whole groups online that you could have dove into and kind of got into and it's kind of funny because Pitch Perfect had always been a special thing to me and ever since I first saw the movie it was like this is like my thing and I like talk about it with friends and they never quite were ex as excited I'd like you get a level of excitement because everybody would quote it and you'd all have these jokes and like quote the movies all the time but it wasn't till later and I was still really into it and like I just couldn't I was like doing the googling searches and like finding out everything I could about Anna Kendrick or watching all the YouTube videos and I remember I was in a really dark place a few years ago and I was watching some sort of Anna Kendrick interviews and they were talking about the Chloe and I was like oh yeah like I I'd heard about this quite a few times in the past and like watching interviews and stuff and I was like shall I just google the Chloe fan fiction and so I did and ended up on fanfiction.net and found this whole world <laughs> that just kind of exploded and then um, from that I ended up on uh, Tumblr finding sort of suddenly there was like gifs and like artwork and like all this stuff was there and it just kind of snowballed from there but like one thing that kind of fascinated me reading this stuff and kind of it was the first it sounds really weird because like it's only a few years ago and I'm like 33 so it's like I just I hadn't had or seen or allowed myself to see gay like lesbian representation properly I'd heard about the Chloe and I I was always kind of I like I enjoyed watching the movies for what they were and I didn't really question it but I was always a bit like well, why didn't those two get together because it was all there and it carried on going through in the other movies and then actually reading things with characters that I loved and identified with that was showing me an experience that I hadn't really identified with before I hadn't really connected with before and realizing that actually I wanted that and I felt there was like some fan fiction that I would read and it would talk about how a character felt even when they weren't with someone but just like their experience being gay or whatever and it was like hang on a minute like <laughs> I I I connect with some of that and I understand some of that and that was kind of scary at first but it was also a kind of validation to how I felt and maybe that I wasn't weird like people sort of saying oh you have to feel this way when you're straight or whatever and I never felt like that so it was kind of suddenly having this suddenly seeing it and having those feelings validated was kind of a springboard for me to kind of really willingly openly explore and it, my sexuality and it kind of made it more okay to do so because I think I hadn't allowed myself to do that before yep representation is important yes it really is <laughs> um okay so who is your favorite character Becca Mitchell I knew that <laughs> why is Becca Mitchell your favorite character 
I mean, is it a surprise? No. <laughs> I, I mean, from the first movie, literally the first moment Becca comes on on the screen, she's this little freshman DJ, sat there with her mixing equipment, doing her thing, and I remember sitting in the cinema and just being like, oh "My word, this is like we never see female DJs." of any sort and she's like a little bit edgy and she's got these dreams and like I've always I've always kind of connected with characters who who have ambition and um who maybe do feel a bit like an outsider sometimes and I think Becca was just like that character and the fact that she was a DJ and I was like a DJ and I was like oh this is amazing like it just hooked into it and then she was making these mashups and I was obsessed at the time with listening to mashups and I had like a whole little library of mashups I'd listen to and so I mean it was always gonna be Becca yep and I can just confirm the fact that she is basically Becca apart from she's not edgy at all but apart from that (laughs) (laughs) Becca has all the edginess that I would wish to have Apart from the edgy thing, Kaylee is basically Becca, so that makes sense. Um, Okay, so do you actually think, as a DJ, Becca is actually a good DJ? Like, in the start of the first movie where she's, like, talking about the fact that she's a DJ, do you actually think she is a good one with her odd mashups? (laughs) Um, Mashup-wise, she's amazing. Like, it's extremely hard to make mashups anyway 500 miles yeah yeah. (laughs) that's the one mashup i hate with a passion just because i hate that song but we've talked about this before (laughs) hate 500 miles why on earth put it in the movie but um i think also because by the end of the movie you've got mashups okay they're done a cappella. you've got a mashup that's got i don't know how many songs five six songs in it and that's really impressive that's amazing i've always seen becca as wanting to be like the producer dj maybe she doesn't do gigs but she like makes tracks and obviously mashups is a sort of producer dj type of thing um i i'm always interested with becca because in pitch perfect one she's got the talent and stuff to be a great dj but she's not a people person and i feel like you need to be kind of a people person to be able to get out there if you wanted to dj gigs and get get into the scene and get the contacts and everything so i was always fascinated with pitch perfect one when she goes to the radio station because i was like does she actually end up on the air like what would she be like on the radio as a radio personality in whatever form that might take i'd be fascinated to know i just yeah just want to mm. know i can't imagine her doing like weddings you know no. <laughs> wedding dj no definitely not she would look so good in like a wedding suit though that's true but see the thing with becca mitchell i have a lot of thoughts about this clearly yeah but the thing with becca is that we only hear like two of her two or so of her personal mashes in Pitch Perfect one before the Bellas 
And they do take some pretty like mainstream songs that she's making a mashup of. Okay, one is 500 miles, but like <laughs> <laughs> that first one that I fell in love with, the, the Buster Move one. And I was like, clearly Becca is not too cool to go cheesy. She does some pretty cheesy songs in her mashup. So like she's aware of what's like popular or even like if you're going to do a wedding DJ, for example, like you're not afraid to play ABBA because you know people will dance to ABBA. So like putting Buster Move in a mix to me shows that she is aware of what maybe the masses enjoy rather than trying to be this cool hip DJ. Hip and trendy. Hip and trendy. (laughs) (laughs) So in that sense, she probably could potentially pull off being a wedding DJ because she will play to the crowd. That's true. I just can't see her having like the wedding DJ energy. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of the wedding DJ on Live Actually where he's like, now this one's for the lovers in the room. <laughs> then he plays like Puppy Love or something. <laughs> yeah, that's not Becca. But yeah, okay, that's, that's a good answer. Um, okay, so why did you start Pitch Slapped? That is a good question. I see myself as quite a creative individual and I get like to get involved in things that I enjoy doing. And I had gotten to the point where I had... I had digested so much fan fiction. People don't realise when I got into it, it became like my friend and it became like my little escape. And I didn't kind of have anywhere else to go. I was like having all these questions and I wasn't really getting a lot from online and I couldn't talk to anybody about it because of my situation. And that was kind of my escape for everything. So literally I was reading fan fiction at work because I would literally be at a muse I was working at a museum at the time and there wasn't a lot for me to do and so in my downtime I was reading fan fiction I'd get home and I was reading fan fiction till like late into the night and that's literally like all I was doing I was on that and then I made like I had this really old tumblr account that I started as like a diary and I was like well I'm never going to use this so I just wiped the whole thing and just made like a DJB one and just used that to be on Tumblr and to digest as much on there. And I was like on it every day and everything. And I would see like the community of people and there were like people talking to each other and, and everything. And I was like, this is like so cool. And there's like, these are actual people. And these are people writing stories in their spare time and like putting them out there into the universe. And like, I was just so grateful to have this thing that had helped me so much. And I wanted, I wanted to kind of connect with it in some way. And I didn't know how it was gonna happen because I wasn't a writer. I was like, <laughs> like I can't do that. Not true, but okay. <laughs> I didn't want to like step into, yeah, it's like, I'd be an imposter stepping into that space also just seeing this community of people who all connected with Pitch Perfect and were talking in friends and stuff and I was like I I'd love to get to know some of these people but I was too shy to talk to them or do anything and so I just lurk for a really really long time and I was at the time I was doing radio presenting for a little local station around here in Weymouth called Air FM I was kind of getting to the point in that where I was like 
I think I'm done here. I wanted to move on to do something else. And at the same time, I was really fascinated with social media. And this guy that I love listening to called Gary Vaynerchuk, he talk about if you had a passion about something, you should just put your time and energy into this thing and, and you could just make something and build up a community. And like, I'm not planning to make a business out of this, but it was just that whole idea that you could take something that you loved and turn it into something using what you enjoy. And I enjoyed doing radio and make something out of it and maybe have people consume it or listen to it and maybe connect with people that way. So I kind of had this idea and I was like, do I dare do this? Because like, what would I talk about? And what are all these people who are already like established whatever in this fandom gonna think? I don't know any of them. I don't know what they'd, you know, as a sounding board, how that would go. And part of me also wanted to give back because the creators and fan fiction had helped me so much. And uh, at that point, I had known that I was bisexual. I was very sort of, I'd gone through this whole process and I knew how I felt as a bisexual person. And I wanted to be able to do something. I just felt like I needed to do something to just kind of capture that experience that you had all these people creating stuff and it would be there for a moment and it would just disappear and it'd go into the fan fiction kind of void void yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and not that i'd be able to capture everything but it was like wouldn't it be amazing to be able to just give a voice to what these people are doing because they don't realize how much they help people and they do it all for free like pitch perfect's happened they've all made money out of pitch perfect and it's these people that keeping alive and helping people and just giving us an outlet so I kind of want it to be a little bit of an archive as well as to just like this is the fandom and this is what's happening now and just have it as like that historical record as well but like it was just kind of like me finding a little outlet where I could maybe nerd out and make some friends with amazing people and I went to uni to do documentary photography and I was always fascinated with telling stories not in the sense of like creating stories but telling people's stories like documenting what people had gone through and what experiences they've had and I had done a bit of that with the radio and interviewing people and I even had a side project that I've done with a little pen where I talk to people and get them to sign in the book and so I was like what if I like actually got to talk to people in the fandom who create and tell their stories as well? And I was like, oh, don't know, if, don't know how that would go <laughs> if anybody would talk to me. So I was like, I would just, I'll, I'll try it and see how it goes. It, even before that, there was this thing that happened in the fandom called like Pitch Perfect Swift Taylor Swift Week or something. Swift um, Perfect. Yeah, yeah. And that happened. It was. I remember that week coming and it was the first time I created something for the fandom and I think it was like each day was like a Taylor Swift album or something and I was like oh do you could, could I connect with people doing something like I couldn't draw so I literally made a mashup 
because I was like, I don't know how much these people who are into Pitch Perfect actually enjoy mashups, but you know what? I'm going to try and have a Becca Mitchell moment and put a mashup up. So I made a mashup and I put it up and a few people like liked it and I was like, oh my word, like people actually listened to this bad mashup that I did. It wasn't that great, but like... I want to listen to that. <laughs> I'll play it for you after. Cool. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I did... I literally like did it on a whim as well. It was like the day before I just put it together and put it up. And then I was like, oh, like I might be able to connect with some people. And then I did a post on my blog and I was like, I feel like making a Pitch Perfect podcast, would people be interested? And I just kind of tagged Chloe or Pitch Perfect and left it at that. And it had quite a big response and I wasn't prepared for people to be like, really interested in this whole thing because I was a nobody and it was kind of like a nobody when you come (laughs) into the fandom (laughs) we're still all nobodies but it's like when you come into the fandom you just kind of chance it yeah everybody's a nobody it's fine everybody (laughs) welcomes new people in yeah I just like it was so such a bizarre experience because like people would be like oh yeah we really want this and you're like wow okay people are actually interested in this whole idea so then that kind of sparked me off and I set a date for myself I was going to do the first episode at this point I left the radio station and yeah and then it was like okay here you go here's pitch slapped now we get pitch slapped Thursdays (laughs) podcast Thursdays with podcast Kaylee yeah when like when I get them out (laughs) yeah you've been on break it's fine you are a very busy woman did you know, this is not a question, this is just off the top of my head right now, um, that there was um, p- there was some Pitch Perfect podcasts before? I did. Did you? See, I never actually listened to them, but I remember um, when yours came out, um, somebody linked it in the like Discord server that I was in, and we're all like, oh, cool, another podcast. <laughs> and... Then it's just so weird now, like hearing you like talk about all the stuff that you um did before that that like led up to it, like you did like the radio, and like obviously I knew about the um documentary photography stuff, um but it's like weird how it like links into it and stuff, and it's just really cool that it was like all of that actually like led to your like podcast thing, like it all just makes sense. It's like it makes sense that you then made a podcast to tell people's stories and I didn't know that at the time and when it first came out and I was just like another podcast (laughs) because I yeah because I when I was interested in the idea and bearing in mind I had I had come up with this concept of a podcast for Pitch Perfect fandom months in advance it was this like idea that I played around with I was like if I ever made a podcast I'd call it Pitch Slapped and and this whole thing perfect perfect and (laughs) As I was getting more kind of playing around with this idea, I would Google and go on Tumblr and like Pitch Perfect podcast. Let's see what's out there. And there is like one or two. I think I found like two, maybe one on Tumblr, one on SoundCloud. I think that was these Pitch Perfect podcasts. And I was like, well, if there's one already going, I won't worry about it because that's I wouldn't know what was happening there, and I wouldn't want to take far away from their space and. It was also like, well, what are they talking about? Because I wanted to also include the movies and the actors, but also the fandom. And and like everyone that I'd found had like a few episodes and it stopped. Mm-hmm. And they were like a bunch of friends talking about parts of the movie or whatever. And 
so when I kind of got to the point of making I felt fairly confident I had like a unique thing that I felt that I could do but it was also I didn't want to go into it without having some idea that I could make weekly content I didn't know how often I would be able to make episodes yeah but I wanted to be able to think that if I started this I wasn't gonna just like have it peter out after five episodes like some of the other podcasts had done I wanted to feel like I had enough groundwork that I could run for a sufficient amount of time and I sat down once and literally made a list of all the topics I could think of off the top of my head and I still have that list and I add to it all the time and it's like my master list for the podcast but yeah it was like I couldn't commit to doing it unless I had prepared enough to sort of say okay yeah I could make this stand on its own for a long time yeah and now it's been a year I know still going crazy crazy (laughs) um so what are your favorite kinds of episodes to record hands down I think it has to be the interview episodes because I love like I said before I just love telling people stories I love hearing about what inspires people and what got them into something and what drove them to do what they did and I just I love it I love sitting down and being able to kind of have that talk and chat with people um I just find it absolutely fascinating and hopefully people like find it as fascinating as I do but yeah (laughs) well people always send in questions and things and yeah um yeah I feel like you get a big response to like interviews yeah and I always they're just like even the chats themselves when I get to sit down with someone and talk about their work like okay it's a bit awkward at first because you're like hey tell me all about yourself but it's just fascinating to think what had gone on through their lives to bring about this story or why they write what they write I mean like I've shared a few times like there's like little moments in interviews I have with people that just kind of bring a deeper meaning to something and it's like oh wow that's amazing like when I was talking to a sweet melody trickling and to talk about her grandfather and how he inspired her to keep writing and how that kind of moves through to like today and they're writing all this stuff and just like all little moments like that and you just think that's amazing like those life experiences that you've had those things that you've done in your life that brought you to that point and I just love that I love I think it's fascinating and it's really special that people like a randomer would contact them online and that they would literally be happy to share that on the podcast and share that with me well yeah that's what fandom is it's just a bunch of randoms just doing a little random thing together yep that is cool I think those are the best episodes the interview episodes this is going to be the best episode because <laughs> this is interviewing you so this is the best one but yeah the interviews are good do you have like from you know you said before you did like the um podcast you stumbled onto fanfiction.net yes do you have like a fic that like drew you in this is off the top of my head i'm not on fanfiction.net so it's not one of mine don't worry you don't have to say one of mine (laughs) (laughs) okay bear in mind when you do a google search 
with like the Chloe fan fiction. The first thing it came up was like this weird story of like on what Wattpad, Wattpad, Wattpad. yeah, and it was just smart. And I was like closing that down, moving yeah. away. And then I was like, maybe I shouldn't look at this stuff. Clay, my podcast Kelly does not read smart until <laughs> recently. <laughs> I have read some smart for the podcast. People like ask for specific smut she's also now dating me and all of my fics are like e-rated so she just has to deal with it now (laughs) it's a whole new experience yeah the first proper fan fiction i read was a story called under the mistletoe by not so average fangirl oh okay and it was this like the chloe story where they're at the bella's house and everything and it's like a christmas party and everybody's getting pretty drunk and then Becca and Chloe end up underneath the mistletoe and everybody's like, oh, you've got a kiss, you know. So they do. And then I think either Becca or Chloe drags the other to the bathroom and they kind of have a makeout session. And then they wake up the next morning. And Chloe's super happy because she's with Becca now and it's, you know, all the feelings have come out and Becca wakes up and she doesn't remember anything. And uh, yeah, and then it kind of crushes Chloe. And then like a load of antics ensue. Until you get to this, like, the climatic ending. That, that sounds like it's got a bit of everything. It's got some angst. It does. Love a bit of angst. Yeah. It's got some um, low-key smut with them making out. Mm-hmm. Mutual pining. Yep. Maybe a little bit of fluff. Yep. Yep. Definitely going to have to read that. Bit of, you know, the Christmas as well. So you've got, like, a lovely Christmas theme yeah. going on. It's all right there. I am very guilty of the fact that I do not read a lot of fan fiction because I write it and I just don't have time to read it, especially now that I'm working full time. But you are like the most dedicated fanfic reader ever. Like for the Chloe week this year, she literally blew me off for like (laughs) a day to sit and read all of the entries for the whole week so that she could compile some stuff for the podcast so she really does put all the work in very proud thanks i need to catch up now because i had like a month off that's true but so i'm gonna get blown off for like a week (laughs) (laughs) when i did the podcast i then had like the weekly like fan fiction highlights and Mm -hmm. so i try and read as much as the up-and-coming fix that i can Yeah. yeah Well, have you ever thought about posting your own fanfiction? <laughs> I have read your fanfic and it is good, so don't give any of this. I can't write because you can. <laughs> so I wrote like two stories and you read them and you were like, you've got to put these on. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, I never thought I could write and then... I, you know, I was like, I'm going to do a podcast to like connect with Pitch Perfect fandom. And then one day I was like, I wonder what it would be like to try and write. So I wrote a story that I think only one or two people have read. And then, and then I wrote a Christmas one that you haven't even read that one. I haven't. But sometimes like ideas will pop in your head you know you're an actual writer so it'll be a different experience for you but like I don't know it just got to the point where I was just like this idea is there maybe I could put it down in some form into words 
because I do have quite a vivid imagination sometimes if I can latch onto something and like there's a load of like stories or multi-chapters that I have literally played out in my head from beginning to end I just never written down I think it just got to the point where I had this vivid scene and I was just like I wonder if I could actually just get that onto the page and so I did write that and then the more recent one that I have written that you really loved that you, you've read it I did I've got it saved on my computer <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to post it <laughs> is about this really stupid idea but I just kind of latched onto it was it because of what we were speaking about I yeah feel like it was it from was... the shower scene because we did the part before the actual shower scene yeah we were talking about this bit from before the shower scene about the running in a circle club and I just kind of latched on to the idea not that I it was the first time that I didn't have a finished story in my head because I often will just lie there and daydream and finish a story and this one was just like this one little thing that we talked about and I was just like I wonder if you could it was like a challenge like I wonder if you could make a whole the Chloe story out of this one thing that we talked about on the podcast and I was like We'll give it a go. And it turned into two parts. It turned into two parts. Yeah. I don't even know, like, what that is, but it is what it is now. It's I... good. And it's a Chloe story, too. She somehow made running in a circle club into, like, a Chloe story. It's, like, mutual pining, some fluff, a little bit of angst. It's also just really stupid. It's great. <laughs> and now she won't um, stop going on about how I should post this story. You should really post this story. I will fix the spelling and grammar and you can post it. <laughs> That's the thing. I am notoriously bad at spelling. Yeah. And that was one of the things that really put me off ever writing anything. Because I was like, like, people will literally message me on Tumblr and be like, oh, you spelled this wrong. Which is absolutely fine because I have nobody to vet my posts. I, just, I know I'm notoriously bad at spelling and I just have to like, I'll just spell check it as best as I can. And then, like, hope for the best. She but... texts me all day. <laughs> and there's such fun texts. <laughs> Totos. <laughs> I'm never letting that go. Especially because, I don't know how you put up with it, because you're such a grammar police I really person. am. It's really sad. And now you're dating me, who has the worst spelling ever. I love you in spite of that. <laughs> <laughs> But who knows, maybe one day I'll I'll get the courage to post it. I, I don't know, like, I have no issues posting an episode of Pitch Lab that I don't... Like, sometimes I'll get nervous about, like, how people take it or, like, things like that. But I don't really worry about it. Whereas the idea of posting fan fiction terrifies me. Like, I don't know how you guys do it. Well, that's interesting because... I freak out every time I post. Like, I've got, like, 80-something fanfic, like, works. And I freak out every single time I write one. I post one. Even if it's, like, just a chapter that I'm, like, updating or something or whatever. I, like, freak out and I, like, turn my computer off and I, like, push my phone away. And I, like, just ignore everything for at least, like, the first couple of hours after I've posted something new. Because I'm just worried about what, like, the reaction is going to be to it. So, like, how... Is that not the same posting you podcast episodes do you not like freak out um not in the same way I think because I had done the radio for so long and 
at the beginning I would you know I'd, I'd get really nervous going on and doing a show where it got to the point where it became very natural to do and it was more about creating the good content that people would enjoy um I think that kind of then moved over to pitched up and kind of how I approached that because it was kind of like although it's not live as soon as I launch that button and it's out there and it's published I feel like that job's done mm -hmm. I wish I could spend more time kind of with that episode but I think because the tone it takes so much effort to make an episode once it's done I almost just have to like post it and that's it that episode's done then it's finished often where I kind of get the fear is before I start an episode yeah when we just started this today you were a little bit okay how do we start it you got a little bit flustered did you a little <laughs> yeah. intro I was um, just sitting here like a professional but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's I think I cripple myself because I will over plan something I feel like I'm not ready I'll think an idea is stupid or I want to interview this person and I just can't send them the email because I think they're going to say no or they're going to like it's going to go badly or something like that. And so like, I mean, there's a number of people that I have emailed and literally they've been loveliest people ever, but I've been terrified just to hit the send button. And it means that I will just put things off. And that's once I get to the point of having the interview, it's great. And I can I'll focus on like preparation of that and do it. But sometimes it's literally the starting that I struggle with because I will my little like inner saboteur will just be like it's not going to be very good and people are going to hate it or you're going to mess up or, or something and so I just feel like I have to do more or I just won't even try because maybe I can't find time to have the appointment or whatever it is that's kind of where I mess up and then it kind of sometimes that's even worse because I'll put things off and there's some weeks where I would literally put off recording because I didn't feel like I could do it and then time in the week gets on and on and on until literally it's like Wednesday and I'm like I have to get everything together and kind of kick myself because you kind of think oh it could have this could have been so much better but I just didn't do it that way so yeah they're all good <laughs> all perfect 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 okay so it's probably weird to ask I'm like a pitch perfect podcast but if you hadn't done pitch perfect what other fandom podcasts could you have done <laughs> that's an interesting question you keep calling all of my questions interesting I ones <laughs> <laughs> this does it mm. i i don't know i like because the reason i could do pitch perfect is because it had given me so much and i wanted recognize that and I wanted to give some of that back to the people who had helped me like inadvertently or whatever they never know but like literally for like two three years I was reading fan fiction like all the time that became my life that became my lifeline and so I don't know I mean and also it's not it's not the biggest fandom whereas I feel like Oh, yeah, I could maybe have done a podcast about Power Rangers, but that's such a big thing. I would probably be too intimidated to do it because there's much... Like, I'm not saying I have any knowledge of Pitch Perfect to be like, you know, I know everything. 
and that's part of the fun of doing it is because I don't know everything and I can learn from other people but I don't know if I would get imposter syndrome trying to do say a bigger thing where you've got so many more voices and just kind of feeling like okay well I'm just gonna talk now about <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers or whatever it is you know um I think if I had hooked into it sooner than I did I might have done She-Ra I only got into that after the end of the series had aired but I remember binge watching that TV show and just being blown away by the whole thing and kind of did read a bit of fan fiction from that it had kind of ended and I feel like the excitement of what had happened had kind of peaked there I don't know if Pitch Perfect is over. I didn't get into Pitch Perfect fandom until long after Pitch Perfect had ended. Yeah. But we but the difference is is that the Shira like Katadora couple had an ending. Uh. it was like it was like the like if you if you wanted like a good lesbian ending to something, they had it okay. in like the most amazing way. I'm sure people in that fandom have different opinions, but I was very satisfied with that was I feel like the, one of the reasons I might be wrong but one of the reasons I think the Pitch Perfect and Chloe fandom has this energy is because it never quite got the ending so we make the ending yeah and even though we've had the Chloe kiss it still kind of goes because we we just own it yeah and I kind of like that Oh, that's really sweet. <laughs> it's true. It's so fun. You're so cute. <laughs> anyway, um, right. I'm gonna like put you on the spot. Oh dear. Because I know that you're good at this. Because she reads. Well, she tells me bedtime stories that she makes up on the fly. So, <laughs> right. Okay. <clears throat> Backstory. So, we tend to like be walking around and we will just see like random things and we'll just bring up something pitch perfect themed like the other day we walked by like this little bakery um and it was called like bells or something and she was just like which of the bellas do you think would own that bakery <laughs> so we got into like a little um not a debate just got into a little conversation about that so i'm gonna put you on the spot so come up with a fanfic like premise thing for that bakery <laughs> come up with it right now a f like a fan fiction idea yes for this bakery yes i could i could imagine two different ones okay okay so first one would be like an offshoot after pitch perfect three like just following the universe and this would be when we were talking about this bakery, the idea that I had in my head after seeing it, to just describe the bakery for you, is this little like shop with a window and a door on the side and it was bright, bright pink. pink. <laughs> and when I saw this, my immediate reaction was for Amy. Yeah. And so my first thought would be if it was set after Pitch Perfect 3 and for some reason for Amy decided and she didn't want to be for Amy Whitehouse anymore she was going to run a bakery <laughs> but she can't actually cook so she gets 
one of the other ballasts to cook. But we did talk about CR for some yeah. reason came up. We could just see her being like a chef. Yeah, Not just... necessarily a baker, but a baker works too. But yeah. could see her like being like a badass chef. Yeah. Or Jessica and Ashley yeah. would also work. And they would be like the most amazing bakers. And they do all the work. And Amy kind of finances the whole thing and, and puts her unique brand on it and they would try and keep order in the bakery because they've got like the know-how of baking and but they never be out front of house because Fat Amy would be front of house and that would be part of the sort of viral attraction it would become this viral like instagrammable place to go to because these youtubers would go or whatever because of Fat Amy she would be like performing or whatever she does to draw people in and uh it would just kind of be this whole thing <laughs> it's not really the chloe story it's just a pitch perfect story of like yeah yeah it doesn't have to be the chloe yep and then the other one would probably be like an au and i don't know i i kind of like the idea of being aubrey and chloe owning the bakery i could see like aubrey being this kind of astute business person and i kind of people might knock me for saying this but i kind of liked at the end of pitch perfect three when aubrey decides to have a complete career change and although that's completely out of character a little bit for aubrey when that movie came out and i watched that i was going i just i loved the fact that she had the confidence that maybe she was unhappy in an unhealthy career for her and just had a complete u-turn mm-hmm and maybe that didn't work for the character or whatever, but that was just very identifiable as someone, you know, when you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your life or maybe an avenue hasn't worked or you're unhappy, it's okay to just be like, hey, maybe take the foot off. Maybe you don't need as much pressure. Go and do something else. And she was going to be a doula. And why not, Aubrey? Why not go and do that? So yep. I kind of like the idea that maybe, you know, yeah, she could do these high-powered careers, but maybe also... She would just be a really good businesswoman for a little bakery. Yeah. And that's just, you know, that would make a little happy life for her. She doesn't need all the money. She just wants a stable, like, life. And and Chloe being the baker. You can make a little Colbury story out of that. Yeah, you could. You could. Unless you have, like, Becca coming in on her way to the studio and being obsessed with this place well, that was my initial thought i'm trying to make this friendly for the whole yeah. pandemic <laughs> but yeah it could be a corby story too <laughs> yeah like the first one could have been an amy and sierra story it could have <clears throat> or it could be a amy and Aubrey story <laughs> could be never seen that before but it could be you know what? there's, there's no, a few few amy and Aubrey stories out there really yeah interesting Okay, I, this is um, just a very self-serving question. Which of the Glee characters do you think the Pitch Perfect characters would be? So if we were going to take the Pitch Perfect cast or characters and put them in the Glee universe? Yes. Which ones do you think they would be like? Um, for example, who would be Rachel Berry? Okay, I need to get like a list of the characters up because I'm not going to remember them all. Okay, so this is tricky because like the big characters in glee are slightly different to the ones in pitch perfect like personality wise 
but Aubrey Patterson is Rachel Berry. Yes. I'm sorry, like it just it just that fits. Yeah. The intensity of Rachel Berry. <laughs> I could only see Aubrey Posen pulling that off. Yeah. Finn Hudson is probably Jesse. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you know Skylar was actually in Glee? I did not know that. Yeah. Can't remember what his character was. Maybe he was Mark Baptiste. Um, Kurt. I kind of think Benji. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Benji would not be as obnoxious as Kurt. No. But he's got, like... Kurt has got a lovable side, which... Yeah. I can totally see with Benji. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. You have to do all of them. You can just do, like, one or two more. I'm yeah. interested to see where Becca slots into Glee. Trying, trying to see a Becca... Emily, I could almost see as Blaine. Yes. I could I definitely like, see that. Partly, okay, it's because it's the Kurt and Blaine thing going on yeah. there. And I kind of... I do like Benji and Emily together. But also, Berlaine has a little bit of an edge mm-hmm. that sometimes comes out with Emily. He's, like, lovable and, like, super passionate and, like, really sweet, which is just all Emily. Yeah. I, I like, Chloe, I, I don't... I'm trying to think about who's super happy. I mean, part of me thinks Brittany. <laughs> <gasps> yeah, no, I have always thought that. I have always thought but that. Chloe and Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. There's no other character that I would say, like would suit chloe's personality not that britney's super sunny but just some pretty sunny she's just she's she's although she's got a very deadpan way of going about her reactions she does seem genuinely happy most of the time because she i don't know how other way to phrase this she's just a bit clueless yeah and so she's just like oh yeah that's the way life is um Mm -hmm. not to say chloe is clueless but she does like find the positive spin on things and but Chloe could also be Will Schuster when he goes into the shower when Finn is That is in. true. Oh my. No, that is a lie. Chloe's not Will Schuster. <laughs> Although we were talking about that. We were. We, we were trying to figure out which came first, Glee or Pitch Perfect, the first movie, aka who did the shower scene first. Was it Becca Mitchell and Chloe Beale or was it Will Schuster and Finn Hudson? <laughs> Do yeah, we because we were watching out. season three yeah. and they did the whole thing with the cup song. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is happening? Well, season three was like 2012. So. so that was where it was like, did they copy that from Pitch Perfect or did Pitch Perfect copy it from them? Well, if season three was 2000, yeah, 2012, that means season one was like 2010, 11-ish. Yeah. So that shower scene came first. But Chloe copied um, Finn and Will in the shower. <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> okay, so Beck is a difficult one. Yeah. Um, I have a few options. Okay. That I'm trying them. to figure out which one she would fit better. One is Quinn. Hmm. Because Quinn has like she got an edge. I obviously haven't watched the whole of Glee, but but like, she's like doesn't give up very easily, and especially the first 
few seasons although she's a bit horrible at times she has got a bit of an edge and she kind of learns and grows as a person so like Quinn I could see she just doesn't necessarily have the same passion that Becca has hmm. um, Santana because Santana's just all sass and Becca Mitchell has sass Santana um, would eat Becca Mitchell alive <laughs> like, Santana's like a whole other level yeah. Um, I mean, like, the only other character, well, not the only other character, but Fat Amy and Santana, there's just, like, a whole level of just, they just go to another level of themselves. That is the weirdest comparison ever. (laughs) Not in the same, like, because Santana's, like, really, really sassy. Mm -hmm. And Fat Amy's not sassy, but she's extremely, like, she's just very sure of herself. Yeah. And Santana's very sure of herself, like... True. Both of them like that. Or for Becca's Puckerman. Hmm. She's like the, the rebel without a cause. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know who else it would be. There are no I've, wrong answers. It's yeah. Fine. <laughs> I, uh, I'm almost tempted to say Quinn. Yeah, I could get that. Maybe Becca doesn't have a Glee character. Maybe she is her own special entity. Yeah. That was just a me question anyway. That wasn't a serious question. I like it. Question, it's a bit of a challenge. It's a fun challenge. Um, okay, maybe I should move on to the questions that are from other people. Okay, so these are the ones from V, who is on Tumblr. Um, is it Ver... I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like Veridactyl, the Tumblr. I don't know. So she wants to know... Which popsicle flavour do Chloe fight over in the assorted box? Cherry, orange, or grape? <laughs> I told her Where they were wonderful questions, too. <laughs> Where is this popsicle box? And <laughs> Okay, let me build a picture for you. So they live together. It's like a really hot day. And they need something nice and cold. And they go to... This box of popsicles or lollipops for British people. And they... Ice lollies. Um, yes, ice okay. lollies. Um, and Is apparently it's an assorted box. There's cherry, orange and grape flavour. But they um, fight over one of the flavours. And V wants to know, which flavour is it that they fight over? Is it cherry, orange or grape? It's cherry. Why? <laughs> I just I don't know I just think it would be cherry uh for me Chloe is a bit cherry like so cherry has got a little bit of sharpness to it but it's also sweet and that's Chloe yeah. and Becca she's she doesn't always go for the obvious she has been a little bit alternative and True. I think she would enjoy the sharpness of cherry and I just like the idea of them both having pink tongues or red tongues. That is very true. Yeah. That was a good answer. There Ooh. you go. Okay. <sighs> this is also from V. I'm, I'm a bit sorry. worried now after I'm that sorry. last question. She wants to know who farts in front of the other first. <laughs> Chloe. Chloe. <laughs> it's going to be Chloe. <laughs> Becca won't do anything until Chloe's done it first. In yeah. just being secure in the relationship. True. And Chloe, I just feel like she just wouldn't care. That is true. It would just be like, yeah, whatever. They're probably like cuddling and it just happens. 
Mm-hmm. And then Becca's like, oh, I've been holding it in all this time. <laughs> I can give myself stomach aches. And uh, and then she feels a bit like more okay by it. Couldn't tell the story of us right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, from Jordan on Twitter wants to know, have you ever thought about reaching out to any of the cast of Pitch Perfect on social media and asking them to come on the podcast? Yes. I mean, my dream, if it ever got to large enough to do it, would be that you could interview the cast and, you know, share their stories or talk about what projects they're doing. You know, like, um, Rebel Wilson's got a book coming out and I would be fascinated to know more about that or whatever. Um, I just, I just never feel like I'm going to be good enough to do that. I don't even know how you would go about contacting them. Like... You could start just... small, and that sounds really bad to say, start small, like, not that any of the cast are, like, lesser than the others, but obviously there are some that are more famous, like, Anna yeah. Kendrick would be a reach to reach out to, especially because she, like, never goes on social media, but you could reach out to, like, one of the, like, maybe less famous cast members. Yeah, I mean, there's some, when I do, like, actor news, and I see what they're doing, and there's one or two that have done like YouTube interviews and podcasts mm-hmm. with not very big followings. And, you know, I know Kelly or Shel- no, Shelly's done it. I know Alexis Knapp has done it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like sometimes I'm like, oh, like maybe you could get one or two on. I would be te- like, I don't even know how I would be interviewing somebody like that. Like, I've done a few things for, like, the radio, but this would be much more kind of, like, I would be, like, terrified because these are people that I have been obsessed over their work and stuff. I'd love to. I just... I number one, I, like, don't know how I'd reach out. And then number two, like, I just don't think I'd ever feel ready. So it, it would put me off doing it but i would love to like yeah. if i ever thought it was possible i'm gonna do it i'm gonna just reach out to them <laughs> just be like look listen. listen my girlfriend is like the best podcast host ever come and be on her podcast <laughs> i'm gonna do it right now when we finish this i'm gonna go message like all of them yeah uh-huh especially if they got like you know stuff coming out because like part of the podcast i'd love to follow their I don't know how people would feel about it, but I'd love to follow their careers and just see where they mm-hmm. go. And if we ever did just, you know, an episode on what Hannah May Lee's doing next, the next project or Dickinson or, yeah, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. That would be fun. I'm really going to do it. I'm really going to message <laughs> some of them and just get them on there for you. Yeah, I mean... We'll see. Hopefully in the future, that would be like, it's been one of my goals for the podcast. Okay, well that actually takes me into my penultimate question. So what plans do you have for the podcast? That's a good question. So, yeah, I mean, a big goal would be to get some of the actual stars on or to talk to them about their work. And um, that would be amazing in whatever like large or small capacity, because it is about them they they made this universe and not just the stars like i would love to talk to like the costume designers or 
whoever that have contributed to this thing you know who was it who found that cup you know yeah and that whole situation wait did anything ever come of that when i when what with the pizza place yeah not yet oh but we'll see oh okay anyway continue (laughs) um you know like i found on twitter this is what i do just end up on doing random google searches i found on google like the costume one of the costume designers had had these specially made scarves and you used to be able to buy them and how on earth did the butter scarf become what it became because Mm -hmm. they've got pictures of this scarf on their twitter and stuff like that and it's like oh i just want to know like who decided that that was going to be the pitch pipe and you know or let's go to barden university and just walk around it's not actually barden university but let's go to where was barden university and see the campus or whatever yeah um, apart from that, I kind of have spent a bit of time kind of thinking about how I'd want the next part of Pitch Lap to be. Obviously, like, it's a bit of a challenge at the moment with, like, lots of life stuff going on and trying to make weekly content is a real push. So I kind of have, like, little goals of, like, things I want to achieve with the podcast, whether it's, like, reaching a certain amount of listeners or something. But also, like, to just bring more fun elements in like one thing that I think I've talked about before but like I liked the idea of just making it a bit more fun so I was like do I put like an angstometer in and we could just be like you know how angsty is this fic or another one was a smutometer people were like you should put a smutometer you in. have already told me that I had to be your your reader for the smutometer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um Things like that and like another thing I've been thinking about is whether or not to video them and make them as YouTube things so if people wanted to listen to them on there or something else or a website I kind of like the idea of there being a website for Pitch Lab and stuff. I just I have a lot of like ideas when I actually do them is a different thing like people often message me like oh can you give me a list of fan fiction about this topic and it would be great to just have a website where I can catalog everything that I've done and it could just be like a little like here's all this stuff that we've talked about and you can easily find it and yeah here's the links or whatever to everything and this is like pitch lab um you know and if it could grow and be something more that I could dedicate more time to that would be amazing my dream would be to be able to do some sort of radio podcasting thing for a job so i'm not saying that pitch that would become that it would be really cool if it did yeah um so like in any way that i can continue to do that and do something i love would be amazing well you have just stepped in on my last question with that my last question was going to be in like one year or five years or whatever what do you want to be doing? <laughs> oh, no, these not, are the worst this questions. Is not, this is not pitch slept related, although you can include pitch slept stuff if you want. But what does Kaylee's life look like? <laughs> I don't know, because, like, you can dream something, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. You get, like, what really does depressed. Kaylee's <laughs> dream life look like in one year from now? Um, I would love to be working in a career in radio or podcasting Mm -hmm. 
um i mean i love interviewing and being presenter i wouldn't know if i'm the best but like that would be really cool um but even if it's just like behind the scenes as well and if i had a chance to continue telling people's stories in whatever capacity that could be in i get a lot of i get a lot out of it and i really love sort of connecting with people in that way um so like that would be like career stuff i'd also just love to be more independent and kind of build up my own life from sort of being stuck living with parents or whatever and and hopefully like one day be with my girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> and uh just like starting our own adventure just like i just want to enjoy life with someone kind of craft your own place in the world why are you so cute (laughs) that is all of my questions that i have for you wow how do you think that went i think that was incredible it was amazing 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 how do you how was it being the person asking the questions interesting i feel like i learned a lot about you i pretended to because i knew it all anyway but it was very interesting and i think people are gonna find it interesting to hear more about you than you just asking questions to other people all the time hopefully i hope they haven't bored you i feel like i waffled for a long time yeah but it was like good waffling it was informative waffling okay yeah how did it feel being interviewed? Man, I was on the spot. Yep. It's kind of weird because I love like sitting there and like listening to other people like share their stories and then like connecting and I'll like respond to them. But to be the one actually like, you know, I, I can appreciate how scary it can be sometimes to open yourself up to like these personal questions that you like or like I ask people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, sometimes it's hard to f- formulate how you feel because some of those were like deep questions yep but i was it was good and i like i'm really grateful i could do it with you oh i'm grateful too yeah we do like to get deep we do Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how you end these now oh yeah okay so where can people find you again (laughs) (laughs) you've heard me do this too many times um well if you didn't know already pitch slapped is on instagram facebook twitter and tumblr and if you wanted to connect with me personally i've got um kaylee hiria on instagram and twitter and dj bubblegum on tumblr excellent well thank you so much for like flipping the tables and asking me the questions you are very welcome thank you for humoring me enough to let me do that (laughs) (laughs) go on can i do the the pitch pipe yeah i want to try doing the pitch pipe you want to try doing the pitch pipe yep one day maybe i'll have a real pitch pipe but for now (gasps) see i always thought you actually had one i don't i it wasn't until we did the um table read and I saw you get your phone and do it on there. That ruined the illusion for me. I didn't realise until then that it was not a real pitch pipe. I was actually looking at seeing if I could get a pitch pipe with the pitch lap logo on it. But I don't know where they get these made for pitch perfect. Because I can't see how you can personalise a pitch pipe. But um, 
I have debated not to just get one on like Amazon for like six pound, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just never knew how it would go. But I just have a little pitch pipe on my phone. You can choose yeah, what Press note one. you fancy and. Uh, I know which sounds I prefer. Put it close to the mic and uh, press it. So just press it. Do I mm-hmm. have to just tap it? Or just do press it down. I'm doing E for Hold Ellie. Thanks. It's all right. 